focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Let's go to the book of Mark very quickly. The book of Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3. And then we'll go to Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 3. But Jesus, from verse 7 now, but Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude, watch that now, his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed him. And from Judea and Jerusalem and Edomia, not Edomotel, and beyond the Jordan, and those from Tyre and Sidon Luke. <laughs> a great multitude, when they heard how many things he was doing, came to him. So he told his disciples that a small boat should be kept ready for him because of the multitude, lest they should crush him. For he healed many, so that as many as had afflictions pressed about him to touch him. And the unclean spirits, whenever they saw him, fell down before him and cried out saying, You are the Son of God. But he sternly warned them that they should not make him known. Verse 13. And he went up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted. And they came to him. Then he appointed twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out demons. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James the son of Zebedee, and John the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Boanerges, that is sons of thunder. Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot who also betrayed him and they went into a house. Now don't forget the emphasis is really that he called to himself those he wanted and he appointed 12 that they might be with him. Somebody say be with him. And that he might send them out to preach. And then he gave them power for the work. I can't go into a thorough exegesis but i want to give a few pointers here verse 7 the bible says jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea and a great multitude from galilee followed him and from judea please understand something there are multitudes that follow jesus but there are few disciples that he can withdraw to himself there is a difference between followers and disciples. There is a difference between multitudes and a select few. One of the major reasons why you have a disparity between the kingdom constitution, the word of God, and the realities of a nation like Nigeria, where you have a church on almost every street, is that you have many followers but few disciples. 
There are many who say, Lord, Lord. There are many who claim and say, God, I am yours. God, use me. God, make me. God, send me. But there are not many that are disciples. And the word says that Jesus withdrew, verse 7 media, Jesus withdrew with his disciples. Jesus withdrew with his disciples. The disciples are those who know the secret things of the Lord. The disciples are those whose lives reflect the disciplines of the Lord. Because the root word for disciple and discipline are the same thing. This talks about the rigor of consistency, separation. It says he withdrew himself from the crowd. Isn't that interesting? How there are so many people who claim I'm following Jesus. But when Jesus wants to do something in the earth, he does not invite them to that conversation. Oh, am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? David understood this as early as the New Testament, Psalm chapter 91. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It's interesting how we live in a generation where everybody wants to be over something or over someone. But it says, the secrets of the Lord are with them that fear him. The secrets of the Lord are in the secret place of the Lord. In other words, God never trusts anybody with revelation until he trusts them in hiding. doesn't trust anybody with power except he can take you away from the crowd. That's why before he gave them power to heal the sick and cast out demons and all of that, the word says he withdrew them to a place first in other words without being withdrawn there is only a little that you can be drawn with god can trust you with much except he withdraws you from certain spaces certain environments separation there's somebody here this morning why would you have a, a, a nation why would you have a nation that houses some of the biggest denominations in the world. Why would you have a nation that possibly has the highest number of churches in the world? Yet, when you even gather sometimes in church, you have to be careful of your phone. Look at someone and say, oh, wrong now. Are you getting this? I want us to see the urgency of the work we're doing. That we're not just here to gather a crowd. We're here to change a narrative. We're here to raise kingdom influences. We're here to raise men that you can trust with your daughters in secret. Oh, can I talk right now? We're here to raise missionaries that we can give grants of tens of millions to and not be in doubt of what they will use the money for. We're here to raise prophets who will prophesy and not prophet lie. We're here to raise pastors who will not abuse their congregations. Oh, is there anybody who's here with me? We're here to raise women who will not physically assault their husbands. Move all the man's money from his account to an offshore account. And run off to marry somebody. Going away, leaving the man to say away. Yeah. <laughs> my daddy, my daddy. 
The baby is singing. Jesus withdrew with his disciples. A great multitude from Galilee followed him. The greatness of that multitude was not in the essence of their substance, but in the numbers. So having a great number does not mean having greatness with God. Because when you see the revelation of the heavenly Jerusalem, the book of Revelations, it's the names of the disciples, the 12 apostles that are on the foundations. The Bible says their names are engraved. Are you there? It's not the multitude. We will reach the multitude. Look at that war you're going to see. One billion souls. We will reach the multitude. Amen. And by the way, 2022, we're going into a season of hyper growth. Hyper. Hyper growth. We're going to have space issues. So first service, 2022, will not just be full like it is now. It's going to be overflowing like it was on anniversary Sunday. So I have nothing against the crowd, but my question is, what is the constitution of that crowd? It's not about the size of the Eba that they serve you. The question is, is there enough Eba around the cocoa? Or too much cocoa in the Eba? What is the constitution? Said he called them to the sea. He called the disciples to the sea. It takes disciples to go to sea with Jesus. Everybody wants firm ground. Everybody wants predictable terrains. Come on, somebody. Everybody is comfortable on ground. Now, raise your hand if, like me, you can swim a little bit, but you don't like to go too deep. Or you cannot swim at all. So you just use, let me use the, let me tell you the shakara I do. I go to a pool, it can be like 40, 40, uh, 40 feet or something. Like 15 meters or 20, that was like 20 meters or something. I will now do fish diving. So I've already dove like 30%. Now you shakara, shakara to swim all the way to the end. Now some people are like, I don't want to, I'm not an amphibian. I don't want to swim at all. God made man and placed him on land. <laughs> Why? <laughs> What's the omistic part of it? I know God is omnipresent, but omimiopresent. <laughs> I, don't, I don't roll like that. I want to be on ground. What's on ground? But interesting. Jesus calls disciples to where? Shout it louder. Shout it louder. See. Discipleship requires unstable ground sometimes. Jesus wants you to walk on water so that you can show the world that he's really your rock. Now the fact that you can't see him does not mean you can't stand on him. LTD, you get what I'm saying? See. Everybody wants a predictable life. Have you noticed? Isn't that why people struggle with committing their lives to ministry? Because ministry takes the control out of your hands. 
I don't know about you, but I really hate interruptions. Personally, I hate interruptions. But there's no day I'm not interrupted for the sake of Jesus. You know, you know get what I'm saying? Isn't that interesting? The one by whom all things were made. And nothing was made without him. Do you know he was interrupted? Jesus was going somewhere. The house of Jairus. And somebody touched the helm of his garment. In other words, you can be a true disciple and not be interrupted. He called them to see. Everybody wants to see the deep things of God. But not many people want to go to see with God. Oh, if I, if I do master life, that means I'm two steps closer to leadership. Let me just stay where I am. I don't want anybody to see me. It says a city that is set, a city that is set upon a hill cannot be hidden. So if you're hidden, it either means you're not a city or you're not set upon a hill. Look at somebody, say we expose you in the name of Jesus. Sir, you will not be able to hide. The Lord will expose you in the name of Jesus. You know, when the Lord exposes you, it's for your own good. Please realize something. God can do more with you in secret than men can do with you in public. That's true, right? But God can also do more with you in public than you can do with yourself and your life savings in secret. You see that now. And further along the word says they called them and then it demonstrated power, uncommon power, supernatural power, demonstrated that so lavishly. says the demons were checking out, crying out, people were getting healed and all of that. And then he called people to himself, specific people to himself, apostles to himself. And now he called them up to a mountain. This is more for those who are going to be ordained in the second service. Ministry is like a mountain. There's a climb. But when I say there's a climb, I'm not talking about the ol oligarchy or the organogram. I'm not talking about the sophistication of ascension in terms of material acquisition or titles of prominence. No. I'm talking about Jesus is the one that calls people to a mountain. So ministry is an uphill task. And let me tell you something. You're not in control of the elevator. God is the one who controls the elevator. If you've gone up to a very high structure before. Anybody who's gone to a skyscraper. You know sometimes you have to climb the stairs before you get to the elevator. Have, have you noticed that? So there are elevators in ministry. But you got to climb. As I begin a pivot, and I need to show you a table that defines what we do in this house so that you know how intentional we are in the things that we do. He appointed 12 that they might be with him. And that is the challenge of master life. 
And we call it King's Master Light because we have some other components that are beyond what the original designers of the text had in place. That they might be with him, be with him, that they might be with Jesus and that he might send them out to preach. Being with him is what allows me to become like him. Becoming like him is what empowers me to go before him, to go be for him. Preaching is not an activity, it's an assignment. Preaching is not a goal, it's a commission. My preaching has to flow out of my fellowship. So I have to be with him so I can be like him and then go before him because I have to be in him first and that he might send them to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out demons. Verse 15 is what many Nigerians find very exciting. Oh, I cast out demons today. Oh, service was amazing. Oh, demonstrations, power moves and all. We glorify God for that. We saw a lot of that last week. So listen, when I instruct and teach this way, I am not taking anything away from what I'm saying. Jesus has not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. I'm fulfilling what may be missing in the corporate theology of the context in which you have been raised, which is the Pentecostal theology um, particularly the Nigerian accent of the Pentecostal theology. Do you see? Where there's a lot of emphasis on results and not as much emphasis on transformation such that if somebody was to testify and say, oh, I cast out seven demons, there's a loud clap. Or if somebody was to come and testify and say, oh, God help me stop fornicating, people get uncomfortable. Do you understand? So unwittingly you have been raised in a, in a theology, in a theological framework that adulates and idolizes the most peripheral of manifestations. The center is Christ and around Christ is the community of fellowship, koinonia, communion, and then delegated authority and then the crowd and then signs and wonders. So signs and wonders are on the outermost fringe. <laughs> This is the reason the enemy can also duplicate them because they're in a duplicable realm. Jesus is not the only way to the spirit realm. He's the only way to the father. There are other ways to the spirit realm. That's why it says everyone who comes through a window. So there are windows in the spirit. Every physical structure God built from Noah's Ark to temples and tabernacles had windows and vents or doors and vents. Are you seeing that? So the core is Christ. And that's why the training programs, let's, let's show the table please. Maybe close. The training programs we have in the house have been deliberately designed to move us in progressive can we change the background to just i think can, can you read this is it clear enough all right online is it clear enough 
because I know sometimes camera can distort it. Um, see if you can give us a, a darker background because online may be a different experience. Let's just... So I'm not going to go through all of this, but for some people want to take a picture of it, this proprietary information, so it's not uh, for... What's the word? Anyway. Take, take a picture of it so you can see where you are. Now, I did not design this just because I like to design stuff. I used all my competences as a trainer, as a consultant, as a coach, but also as a teacher, a pastor with a prophetic unction, an apostolic calling to design this. And let me tell you what, whilst we're using this for kings today, in five to seven years, there's going to be a framework that many denominations are going to adopt. It's come through years of fellowship, intimacy. I told God, I said, God, I don't want to start a church. God said, don't worry, don't call it church. Just gather people every Sunday and I'll raise them. <laughs> That's why we're not called King's Church. Have you not noticed? <laughs> God says, I know what I want to do. Don't get caught on the labels. Don't get caught on the labels. So it's a movement. It's a movement. This is the agenda of God for the world. A lot of what we see in the African church revolves around this. A lot of power gifts are deployed for evangelistic purposes or outreaches. A lot. Every believer needs all that Christ has, including the most mature. Everybody needs that. When you look through the Bible, you're going to see Jesus said, you, guys, you, came, you came to me because I can multiply loaves and bread. Say, so you're not my people. You are bread people. You are highest bread giver people. When there's another raving pastor in town, you're going to join him. You're the bread guys. He said, you're not eating me. I am the bread that came from heaven. So there's a lot of bread and fish theology. And, and so what it does is that it causes a ministry to remain infant. There's a lot of personal relationships and individual growth. It's driven by feelings. Are you seeing that? So if, this, if the service is very emotional or charged, oh, it was a fulfilling service. God moved. So the displacement of goosebumps becomes the calibration of spiritual energy. Oh, I, I just want to be loved. I've received God's life. I love myself. I apply myself, you know, divine life to myself. I crave benefits. It's about me. It's about personal influence. And that's why mass life is very important. Mass life is where we have created a system under God to ensure that we move from infancy to childhood and have disciplines that help us for the long haul. You're more committed to the church. You see yourself not just as one in Christ, but one in Christ with others in Christ. You are not only just looking to be loved, you are being led by love. You are laying down your life for Christ. You love Christ. You crucify self for divine self. You take responsibility for divine life rather. You take responsibilities. You think more about us. You think more about us. You think more about communal influence. I'm going to close here because the other two, I'm going to see you guys in January. You do not know. 
the missionary training. Why missionary training? Evangelism, he came to them. Discipleship, he moves and says, come to me. Missionary, he says, go for me. Kingship, he says, sit with me. This is the template God gave me for kings. And God said it's not just for kings. He said it's for the new age in the church. My new age, I don't mean <laughs> humanism. I'm saying the new dispensation. One of my assignments in the church is to articulate the architecture of God. And to deploy with wisdom because by wisdom a house is built. It's one of my assignments in the global church. And that's why there's a lot of wisdom in my life. Including what you know, I thought about it. My first podcast, when was it 2012? Was Wisdom for Your Week. Now it's white people, uh, wisdom. And God began to reveal to me, He said, I've given you so much wisdom because wisdom is for building. Solomon was able to build a temple, build a system. He said, You carry a dimension of Solomonic grace for the millennial reign of Christ to position the church. And so the grace to articulate and stories because some people do this but they can't articulate it some people are actually leaving this so i'm not saying i'm the person that wants to teach the church to leave it no christ is doing his work he says i will now notice christ is the wisdom of god right and it says i will build he didn't say i will gather my church i will build it so gathering is important but building is important Power is important, you can gather, but wisdom must build what you gather by power. Listen, gentlemen, I present to you again our graduates. Before we proceed to the presentation of certificates and try to race to a close, if you received the life of God or received the word from God this morning, can you raise it? God spoke to you this morning concerning this. Can have somebody help me on the keyboard? You heard something that touched your heart this morning, anybody? Did you hear something that touched your heart that gave you light, wisdom, understanding? Anybody like that? Wisdom, understanding, light, clarity, glory to God. Nobody on this side, did you receive any, anything from God? I want us all to make a fresh commitment to Jesus. Let's make a fresh commitment to Jesus. So I don't just want to be a friend. I don't just want to be a fan. I don't just want to be a follower. I want to be a disciple. I want to be a disciple. I want to be a disciple. I want to be sold out. I don't just want to be a Sunday, Sunday person. Somebody you've been in and out and out and in. And God says, can you come in and in and in and in? Because they're, they're innermost ins in me. They're depths of exploration. So how long will you wet your feet at the river bank? When I have an ocean of love to drown you in. So why are you so hesitant? Why are you so... Hesitant, you don't want to get so close. You don't, you don't want to commit. You don't want to give yourself, your life, your heart, your money, your time, your energy, your joy, your gift. It's like you're, it's like you're so bothered. Some of you are bothered. You're, some of you are even having false fears. What is the fear? If I get so close, you become a pastor. But pastor is not even in your calling. You're already afraid of what God has not called you to. 
false fears. Some people are like, I don't want to marry a pastor. False fears. You marry him as a banker, seven years down the line, God calls him into ministry. <laughs> what will you do? <laughs> By the way, the Lord is leading us this second service. We're going to be ordaining pastors and ministers, but I trust God receiving clarity in my spirit that in the days ahead or the years ahead we're also going to ordain evangelists prophets apostles that's also another thing about African theology everybody's a pastor whereas many people are evangelists many are itinerant teachers or topical teachers they are given grace in an area of doctrine they are teachers they are not pastors and sometimes when those sometimes when those people start churches the church will revolve around one teaching is somebody praying lord i'm yours lord i follow you i don't just follow you i'm discipled by you I yield myself to you. Now I want to give somebody a quick opportunity to receive the life of Jesus. Wherever you are, maybe for the first time you feel the grace of God overwhelming you. You have heard so many things about church. You have seen so many things about church. But now you have seen the love of Jesus. The word says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Ola makaviza braska doshia labatas adukobali framiska. Lord, touch every heart. As you knock on the door, let those hearts be open, God. In the name of Jesus, let there be a release of conviction. A release of conviction. Lord, touch every heart, touch every mind, God. For those of us who are already on the journey, the grace to never look back. The grace to never look back. It says, he that lays his hands on the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Oh God, make us fit by your grace. The grace to purge ourselves and sanctify ourselves so that we are vessels unto honor and not unto dishonor. God will glorify you. For graduating, can you receive grace for the next two stages? The next two stages are going to take you six to eight months. Why are the training so intense? Because the journey is far. And the building is huge. 
So Paul says, I build as a wise master builder. There's more. <laughs> you know, it's more entertaining to gather. It's more tasking to build. It's more risky to build. Something can fall on you as you build, God forbid. You can hurt yourself as you build. Can you ask God? As I join the leaders, as I join my pastor and our team of pastors and ministers being ordained today and the leaders and the congregation to build, I receive the grace not to be distracted. Discouragements will knock on the door, but I will not open the door. Thank you, Jesus. If you want to receive the life of Jesus today, please place your hand on your chest wherever you are. And everybody, let's say this together. Oh God, I thank you for your love for me. I thank you for the purity of your spirit. I thank you for the warmth of your everlasting embrace. I confess today that in my nature, in my human nature, I am fallen and abased, far from grace and mercy, in need of a savior. Yet Lord, I turn to you. I respond to your pool. I respond to your nudging. I respond to the invitation of grace. And I acknowledge that your love as demonstrated on Christ Jesus has now captivated my heart. I confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I confess that He is the perfect propitiation for my sins. I confess that by grace I am saved through faith, not of works. It is the gift of God. Therefore, I do not boast in my works. But from today I boast in the grace of God as one saved by grace whose name is also written in the book of life. I receive the help of your Holy Spirit and the disbursement and infusion of the life of God to walk consistently, faithfully, wholly and entirely carrying the cross and not just wearing a cross following the footsteps of Jesus for the rest of my days. Thank you, Lord, for a new beginning. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Come on, somebody, if you said that prayer, your name is written in the book of life. You are a new child. Let's glorify God for a harvest of souls this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.